Welcome back to Two for Rise Podcast, aka the number one podcast in Winnipeg. Uh, remember to like, comment, subscribe. We're at Summer of Sound. Yes, sir. I want to give a huge thanks to Summer of Sound, uh, Stephen Hua, and the whole team here yep. for letting us set this up. It's not our studio, but we're excited. We're excited. We're doing a lot of episodes so here. Yeah. So uh, there might also be a lot of cuts. There's a lot going on. Yep. But we're going to show you the Summer of Sound experience pretty much. Mm. Um, and uh, it's going to be a crazy one. So stay tuned. Let's get into the episode. Woo. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, House of Panda. Yo, yo, <laughs> yes. what up? Woo. Thanks for having me, yo. He's coming <laughs> off of his set right now. How was it? Good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sweating. <laughs> it was hype. Was there nerves before? What was the feelings going in before? And now that it's finally done, how are you feeling? Yeah, I mean... Anytime it's like a festival, I have a little bit, little bit of nervous before I go up. But mm-hmm. I mean, once you start playing it, it's like you know, you just get used to it, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no. I was listening to your set. I had the chance to go out and uh, go in. I was like, yeah, hey, go. thanks, bro. <laughs> of course, man. You're vibing. You're vibing. <laughs> yeah, man. Hundred percent. Let's take it back to how you started this journey. Where did House of Panda start? Uh, right here in Winnipeg, bro. Yeah, that's right here in Winnipeg. Um, yeah, before House of Panda, I was uh, just DJing under, mm-hmm. under a different name Yeah, uh, for like six, seven years. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 2017, I decided I, I want to make music, want right. to produce. So I made a whole new project, House of Panda, where it's just like, you know, my music and mm-hmm. like, not just DJing, right? You know? Right. Yeah. And then, and then in, as far as your journey goes, what, how long did it take? What was, what was like the ups and downs, the road to get to, to get to where you are now? Oh man, I mean... It's a lot of work. It's, it's hard work, right? You gotta be at it every day. You gotta be like, kind of like obsessed with making music and you know building your brand and stuff, right? So, I mean, like my first year, I, I with the House of Panda project, I, I I found like support from like Diplo, Tiesto, uh, and stuff. Wow. Yeah, they started playing my, my music at like festivals or whatever, right? right. So, yeah. What, what was that feeling like, man? Those are some big names. No, that's huge. I mean, because I, I, I was DJing for so long, playing these guys' music and stuff, and then yeah. finally, like, start making music, and then within my first year, get support. It's, right. it's awesome, right? So, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. How, how, how did they... <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> that's Jack for you over there. <laughs> How did how did how did they get in touch with you or how how do you think they got their your music and what do you think resonated with them for them to yeah, show you I, love? I think it's just like the label promoting out like the label send out my music to all these artists or whatever, right? So uh-huh. I mean they, they check it, they dig it, and then they support it, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. Yeah, I like it. So what was that? Talk to me about that grind. You know, like making music and finally make finding a name for yourself is it's definitely not easy. No, it's so not. What was that struggle like? You just, you just gotta be different, like. That's what. That's kind of what my my mission was. I, I wanted to make music that people would know it's my sound as soon as they hear it, right? Mm-hmm. Because the industry is pretty saturated right now. There's like right. tons of producers, tons of people making house music, tons of people making this and that, right? Right. I really wanted to have my own kind of sound stand out. So mm-hmm. it took a while to like develop my sound, but you know now I got it, right? And now I want to kind of like build that, like change it like every year and like build upon that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk talk to me about the name House of Panda. It's a it's a unique name. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and you go by Panda too. You called yeah. me. You're like, hey, it's Panda. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Well, that, that's why I went with House of Panda because like everybody calls me Panda. It's been my nickname since I was a kid, right? Like yeah. when I was younger, I was like a little bit more chubby. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, lo- I love food, so everybody called me. Everybody called me Panda. Yeah. Uh, and my my DJ name when I wasn't even producing, I was just like a local DJ was uh, DJ Panda Funk. Ah. Uh, but uh, I couldn't keep that name because uh, Dioro has a label. Uh, called Panda Funk. Uh, so I wanted to change that. I wanted okay, to be like House of Panda, you know, like I wanted to make house music, like bass house, beat yeah, house, yeah. whatever, right? So all different kinds of house music under mm. my name. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Like, as as far as 
as far as one, once the name has been established, right? Um, what what we what we said was when we made Two of Arise, like, oh, what is Two of Arise? But yeah. we're the ones who make Two of Arise, Two of Arise, yeah. and and the people we bring on. As far as House of Panda, when you first put it out there, where people were like, hey, what is this, and uh, what is going on yeah, here? Yeah, I mean, some people thought it was like a collective, or like you know, people don't know what it is yet, right? Yeah, so yeah. Until they hear the music, that's when they get familiar with it. Mm. So every kind of brand, every kind of like new name, people have to get familiar with what it is or what the music is attached to it, right? Yeah, yeah. And have, and you got the jacket too, the branding. And all. Yo, I got this today. Shout out oh. my boy uh, Pedro. Pedro. Yo. Yeah. That guy's insane. Yo, as yeah. far as art and everything he, he kills it yeah have you always been into the edm scene like is that always what you wanted to do from the start or was there something yeah else? um yeah pretty much since like like high school it's like i started going to raves when i was 15. yeah you probably, should, you probably shouldn't be going to raves <laughs> when you're 15. 15 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um who was stuff who was stuff or yeah like his early early raves at like warehouses and, and stuff right yeah, now. yeah 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 and then i fell in love with the scene one to DJ, and then after DJ, I'm like I want to make my own music because I don't, I don't want to just be a local DJ. You know, I want to like have music I'm playing all over the world and stuff. Um, but yeah, I've always been, always been into like dance music, EDM. Um, but I also love everything else too. Like I listen to hip hop, I listen to R and B, listen to rock. I love rock. So. Yeah. Like I like, I like everything. You know, I don't, I don't just listen to one thing. Mm. I'm sure there's a bunch of. Uh aspiring DJs or aspiring music artists out there talk to talk to them about the beginning stages right like just getting getting yeah. the setup or getting getting the first song and it may not be the greatest thing that you ever uh, yeah. created but what is that it's, struggle in life through it's, it's just repetition like your, your first song that you make is not gonna be good like that's that's, that's just facts <laughs> of course like you got you gotta do like you know they got the 10,000 hour rule yeah right? you gotta yeah. like repeat 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 and then the more you do it the better you get right mm. then eventually you get to a level where you're comfortable and you're finishing stuff that sounds professional mm. and then when you, once you get to that kind of skill level then you can start shopping your stuff around uh, and building up your brand right but you want to develop those skills first mm. yeah what was those repetitions like like you know when you go to work out you don't see the results yeah. immediately it's just like finishing um Finish as many songs as you can. Yeah. You know, every, every song you finish, you're gonna find a, find a mistake that you did mm -hmm. or how you can improve on the next one, right? So mm -hmm. just finishing nonstop songs. Like, same thing as like like writers that write books, right? Like they, right. they write so many different drafts until they get the one that, that's good, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that, yeah. And then what, what kept you to keep going? Because sometimes when you do the first thing and it doesn't turn out the way you want it, it's easier yeah. to get discouraged. What What's pulling you towards making better and better music? Yeah, you, you, you gotta like pretty much be self-motivated, right? Like you gotta, you gotta have a why you wanna do this. If you wanna just do it just to be famous or to make money or to, or to get girls, it, it's not gonna work out because that's not a strong why, you know? Sure. Because there's gonna be days where you feel like you're making some like pretty crappy music and you're not gonna wanna continue, right? Uh -huh. So you need to like remind yourself that this is like part of the journey and you're gonna have like ups and downs and stuff. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Was there ever a moment in that journey you were like, man, I'm not cut out for this, like I can't do this, like Yeah, there's definitely days. I mean like, you know, Especially because it's, it's very easy to compare yourself to everybody else, right? Yeah. There's so many artists out here, and you're seeing people play lineups like, "Oh, why am I not on there? Why am I not getting booked?" Mm -hmm. Or whatever. But you have to like, like just refocus on yourself and be like, "This is my journey, and it's different, right?" Like nobody has the same journey. Like someone blows up at 18, or someone blows up at like when they're 35, right? Everybody's different. Mm -hmm. So we had Faraja on the, on the show just earlier. Faraja, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was talking about your, your guys' dynamic and how, how you guys motivate each other to make good music and you guys yeah. have become established. Yeah. What is that uh, like friendly competition like? What is it like having someone like him or having other guys that you look up to? Yeah, like I, mean, I, I would consider him like my, my kind of like my music family, you know? Yeah. Like we can always, 
bounce ideas off each other. We make music together um, and help each other out, right? Like I help him master his music. He helps me with the music side. Like I'm not really good at music theory. Sure. So if, if it's something very intricate, I need help on the music theory side. I'm like, yo, can you check this and make sure that I'm not like messing this up? Uh huh. Yeah. So. What's the process looking like for like an unfinished song to a finished song, right? Are you in the studio like perfecting it to the to the like minute or yeah? I mean, like, once you get a hit, you're like, okay, that's it. No, I'm I'm definitely like perfectionist, which, yeah. which is like bad because I I don't give out that advice. So right. when people send me stuff and they want to like give revisions on it, yeah, I'm like yo, it's done. Stop, stop messing with it. <laughs> yeah. Put it out. Yeah, but. I do that myself and I'm like, I, I need to break that habit, you know? Like, yeah. Because I'll be like, even like the week of release, I'll still change something and send it the master to my distributors like, yo, can you replace this? Yeah. It's just so bad to do because I, I, I shouldn't hang on to it. I just let it go. All right, guys, just interrupting this episode for a quick message. As you can tell, we have a nice setup here and our graphic is brought to you by Excel Graphics. If you guys ever need anything, uh, those are the guys who have shown us love and, and got it done for us so be sure to check them out it'll be linked in the descriptions thank you we appreciate it so much and yeah peace yeah. how many how, what's the grind like now right you've, you've established yourself as a as a reputable artist in the city and especially in the scene what what is it has the grind changed at all or is it still the still the hustle uh, going yeah i mean I'm, I'm busy i have like you know my own project to take care of i have the record label to take care of and then you know just like the, the record label itself is like i kind of have to micromanage all these different artists right okay so i gotta stay on top of that and then take care of my stuff too right mm -hmm. so so was that always a dream to have your own record label to to venture into all these different avenues uh no that wasn't like that wasn't the dream in the beginning that kind of just like uh happened because I, I i have this speed house thing which i'm known for by sound right and then I started getting all these demos from um, from different artists around the world, and they're sending me uh, speed off demos. Right. So my friend Tommy Sunshine, he's like, "Why don't you just start your own record label and you can sign all these songs?" And yeah. I'm like, I, I, "I could do it. I'm like, I might as well." <laughs> yeah. And now it's just like you know something that that is keeps me busy. I'm putting out music like every week. Uh huh. Yeah. So what is the business end looking like as a as a record label? What what position are you as a uh, executive? Are you um, a manager, yeah. like how, how do you, and how many people do you have under you that you, uh, that you're running with? It's just it's just me, man. We're, we're, we're a small boutique label, so <laughs> I'm just I'm just out here doing the one man army thing, you know. I like it. Um, I do get help, like I help with help with Faja. Faja helps me check demos. Mm -hmm. um, I do all the contracting, signing, mm -hmm. um, all the all the scheduling myself. Sure. I have another artist that helps me with the graphics. So yeah, it's kind of like just like the family of the label helping each other out, right? Uh -huh. But eventually, I, eventually I have to get someone to manage it and sure. this and that because like it'll, it'll get too busy when I'm when I'm busy my own stuff, right? Of course, so, of yeah. course. What did, like, talk to me about that feeling when like Diplo like played your music or they played one of your tracks, like that must have been insane. Yeah, that, that's when I, when I was just starting too and I was, yeah. like, I was like, oh man, like, I wonder how he got the song. So he must have got it from like, some record pool or something right. like that and then you know it, it, just, it just keeps you motivated to keep making music because you know bigger artists are you know down with the music yeah you were, you jump, were you jumping around the house what was the feeling that the yeah. moment it happened yeah for real yeah you, <laughs> like even though like i'm here four years later i have to remind myself to like celebrate those kind of small wins because over time you get used to it oh yeah like this guy played that songs like you yeah know, like, you know it, it becomes normal but you need to Stay humble, stay grateful, and, and uh, celebrate your small wins, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How important is that in, though? Like, you know, a lot of people, 
I'm, I'm sure your first set ever was like the scariest thing. Yeah. And now you're playing in front of like almost like 3,000 to 7,000 yeah, 10, people. I, I, yeah, I still, I still get nervous. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean like, yeah, you, it, it's, it's very important to like kind of like remind yourself that how far you've come. Because sometimes it can get frustrating at this level because mm -hmm. um, you're trying to get to the next level. But you need to realize that you've come from a long way like when you first started, right? And it's only going to get bigger and bigger. You're only on the rise. Yeah, that, only... that, that, that's the goal, right? To do bigger things, bigger things. Yeah. Uh -huh. What What is like, do, do you think there will be a moment where you think like, oh, I've made it. I have I've satisfied my needs. What is that? Does that mean like a world tour? Does it mean EDC? Yeah, what does that I mean? mean? <laughs> I think I, I think that's when when it's a world tour. But even then, I I, I wouldn't want to think that I can just rest. Yeah. You know, because this game is very like doggy dog. Like once you think you can rest, you can't rest because there's some new kid coming up that will like work harder than you. Right. You gotta you gotta outwork everybody else because everybody else, everybody everybody wants this is the best job in the world <laughs> to travel and DJ and get paid is the best job in the world. Huh. Does that ever get repetitive? Like, does that ever mentally affect you that like, hey man, there's always someone out there that's working maybe harder than me or less than me? No, because I, I really try to just, just focus on, my, on myself, you know? Yeah. Like, like I, I used to have that kind of mindset and it would, it would just mess me up. Yeah. So I'd be like, just like kind of train myself to only focus on what I'm doing and like kind of ignore the noise, right? Yeah. It's very easy to get distracted and like see what else someone else is doing and like, mm -hmm like have it like mess with your morale and how you want to work and stuff yeah yeah i want to talk about the lifestyle because as a as an artist yeah, yeah. as a like you're traveling everywhere right especially at the higher end yeah especially at the oh, have, yeah. have you got a taste of it, the lifestyle talk to me about the lifestyle the fan interactions the people coming up to you yeah it's, it's awesome man. especially because <laughs> we make this music on the computers in our, in our, our bedrooms right uh -huh. and like to play a show and you know people like that know the lyrics or they know the beat or whatever it, yeah. it's amazing it's, it's like the best feeling in the world right mm -hmm. um but yeah lifestyle is you have, like i mean it's obviously a party lifestyle but yeah. I, I don't really party that hard anymore i had my party days when i was like 15 to like 25 you know <laughs> now now i have to like kind of get serious like I'll, I'll drink a little bit but you know like, i don't i don't go off you know sure yeah is it is it more of a shift in like a business mindset now it's more of business yeah than party yeah because like if, I mean, if, you, if you party all the time eventually yeah. it's gonna catch up to you right so yeah, yeah. i, I want to be here for a long time you know i like it i like it um as far as um motivation for like are there are there people that come message you and uh, and want to be in the position you are and then what do you say to those people um, yeah, I, I just kind of give them the same advice that I, I, I just said here, right? Like, you know, like just focus on yourself and, you know, like take these small steps to, to build your brand and, and build your music, right? Of course. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm interrupting the podcast to say a quick thanks to our guys at Mismatch Clothing for hooking it up with the t-shirts. Insane quality. Thank you so much, John. Uh, make sure to check them out in the description below. We'll tag everything there. And uh, back to the episode. Peace. Let's get, into, let's get into the business, right? Like a lot of people like... Right now, like social media, like everyone's throwing their like highlight reels on there. Like they're living their best yeah. life, right? And especially yeah. as a DJ, like everyone's like partying every day. Like they're on yachts and stuff. Yeah. How real is that? And how important is it to stay true to yourself in that yeah. occasion? Like, like that is only a fraction of it, right? Like, like most of the time, these DJs are in the studio, just like grinding, trying <laughs> right. to make music, getting frustrated, uh -huh. like. You know, like that, that, that is a highlight because that, that is the highlight, but like that's not most of it. That's like 20%, you know? Right. So, as far as um, I was going to ask about getting recognized, but you, but you touched on, uh, touched on Tiesto and all that. But in, in, in when the business end catches up, like is there a side to the music world that 
not many people going in because you probably went in you're like I want to make music I yeah. want to enjoy but is there a side of uh, the yeah. industry that you realize oh this is also a part I have to learn yeah I mean, I mean the, the music business is, is is a business people don't understand that sometimes they want to go into it oh I just need to make music and get signed by a record label and, and I'm done yeah. there's, there's a lot of like music things you have to know so you don't get taken advantage of either right so yeah mm-hmm. definitely like that's like something art, new artists should learn is like the business side of it mm-hmm. before they get like really into it right like it's, like, it's good to know know what's going on so you don't take, get taken advantage of sure. yeah. I mean as an artist you have those ups and you also have those downs yeah like what are some stories or if you have any that like you can share that maybe in the highest of times or even in the lowest of times um I mean the highest times Whenever I'm on stage, right? yeah. those are always the best moments. I mean, the lowest is like, like when when COVID happened. That, that, right. that was really bad, right? Because um, things were going really good. I, I moved to Toronto, and then um, things were going really good there. And then COVID happened, shut down, yeah. and everything shut down. And then um, yeah, it was kind of it was like super depressing because we're in lockdown. Can't see your friends. Can't go nowhere. Can't play shows. Um, you can make music, but like you you need that human interaction because we're humans and we, we, need to, we need that social interaction uh-huh. and it's like even though I'm doing live stream parties and live stream festivals it's, it's, not, it's not the same no it's not uh-huh. the same yeah, yeah. Any, any advice you can give to the listeners out there that are tuning in and wanting to start EDM or start making music um, yeah just just be passionate um, figure out like what your sound is what you want to do exactly have like kind of like a, a clear vision of like your project right mm. um, and, and never never stop learning yeah. never stop learning yeah you go from being on stage and there's like rush of adrenaline yeah. to like the nightfall and you're in your bed and you're calm and yeah. And, I mean, like, is it hard to is it hard to balance those two? Uh, no, I mean, I, I try to stay pretty healthy and stuff. Like, like I uh-huh. go to the gym, I meditate. You yeah. know, I try to eat healthy. Uh-huh. Try not to party. Like when I'm, I try not to party. Like if I'm not doing gigs, I try not to just party just because, right? Uh-huh. I'd rather just I rather just work. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, going on stage and like even just now going to my green room after I was just sitting there. I was like, I need, I, I need like a couple minutes to chill because my brain is like, you know, going. Uh-huh. Yeah. Does that ever get like tiring? Like always performing, performing, and then going uh, back to your normal life. <laughs> I mean, I haven't had that. Haven't had like a stretch where I got tired of it. I, 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 I do get homesick sometimes, yeah. right? But I mean, I I, I, I love um, I love performing, right? That's that's my thing. I always say that I'll always be. A ra- do a 360. <laughs> you got your fans. Do a 360. <laughs> <laughs> I always say like uh, I'm always a raver first. Yeah. A DJ second, and a producer third. Okay. Right? So I love performing. I, 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 I love just attending festivals and stuff. Right? Yeah. Like, I love the scene so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does Does it ever feel like a job? Like does it no. ever? No. The, the, the only job part is like the emails and like yeah. the, the contracts and, and that kind of stuff, right? But like man, when I'm, when I'm DJing, like it's like I love it, right? It doesn't feel like work at all. Yeah. Was was this your dream ever since a child? Like, where um, where did this where did this stem from? No, I I mean, I think this kind of happened like when I was, when I first started DJing when I was like nineteen or twenty. Okay. When I first picked up my decks, but uh, yeah, for some reason I thought like just DJing was a, was was the way, but it's not. You need to have like your own music and stuff, right? Why did you even pick up the decks? Um, what, what inspired you to do that? Really a funny story. Um, one of my one of my friends in Winnipeg here, uh-huh. uh, he was a big DJ here, and and I, I would always go to his parties, and I would always bug him to play songs. Uh-huh. I'm like, yo, this will sound fire next. Like, yo, this this will sound good next. And I'm like, yo, well, why don't I just try to DJ? He's like, do it yourself. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, like, why don't I just pick up some decks and like try to learn this thing? And then 
yeah, I fell in love with it after, right? So, mm. how was how was that learning journey? Like, <laughs> oh man, like, le learning. I mean, well, learning to DJ is easier than learning to produce. Learning yeah. to produce is a lot harder, right? But mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's like riding a bike. Once you get it, though, it's like yeah, know, it's built in. As far as far as producing goes, are you producing things that you think your audience will like, or is it out of whatever you think, or are you able to tell a story, or is it is it personal? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's kind of like both, but mostly what I like because. When I first started making like speed house, it wasn't like a popular thing. Mm. Like it's because it, it's like it's fast, right? Yeah. And it, it's like like bass house electro at like 150 BPM. So you know, some people like not are not into that. But I mean, I, I mean, I like this. I'm like, I'm gonna keep making it. Mm -hmm. And then you know, now like I have label with artists from all over the world making this kind of music, right? So yeah, yeah, it's good to like if you, whatever you like. You know, just, just like really stick to it. If you believe in it, and like you feel like people people will dig this, then you know, mm -hmm. just do it. How do you how do you keep the crowd entertained while you're performing? Oh, sorry, engaged while you're performing. Like, is there like any tricks that you do, or like you know, hit them with a a, a song they know first, yeah. and then like, um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm a big like advocate for programming your set, like having like where you want to go with your set, right? So, right. Um, it's just like kind of feeling out the energy in the crowd too so like sometimes you want to play something like one thing familiar or like at least like not play all things that are like unfamiliar mm -hmm. but depends what kind of crowd you're playing too right like yeah a more commercial crowd will want stuff like it's that's familiar yeah a crowd more underground they want to hear things that are like mm -hmm. um like like they don't know because they want they want they're looking, they're looking for new music right yeah. so yeah has there been moments when the crowd's just not feeling it oh yeah i mean <laughs> yeah you those are learning experiences, right? So yeah. you know, like, not to let a song play too long or not to, like, switch to this or switch to that, right? Uh -huh. And over time, you, you, just, you just learn. So, yeah. Okay. As far as, uh, I know we already asked for the advice thing, but I, I, you came off to your set now. Yeah. You're, you're done the summer is now. Now, now you just got to enjoy the rest of the night. What's the plans coming up? What are something that people can look forward to? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to hang out and then I'm going to play the after party too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to play the after party at OB. Yeah. So I don't know. If, I don't know if this is live or. It's no, not no, live. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. I don't know if people are gonna see this, but yeah, I'm. I'm one of the like surprise guests at uh, OB. So. Okay. okay. Well, you heard it here first, I guess. Has, yeah. been, has, has that been released right now? I don't. Did you guys no, release the lineup? No. Well, I think we just announced it like an hour ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything? Any new music coming out or anything the audience can look into uh, for yeah, the future? Yeah. I, I just put out a new track uh, yesterday. Right. Yeah. I saw traffic. It. Yep. And then. Um, Got an EP coming out in July yeah. on one of my dream labels, so I'm, I mean announcing that soon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big awesome. moves, my friend. Trying, Big bro. Moves. Trying, man. We gotta get you in the studio sometime soon where we can actually hear you better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Like, let me let me know. I, I actually love doing podcasts. I, I love giving advice to like like people and like like new artists and stuff, right? Yeah, so. no, 100%. it's definitely good. All yeah. right, I think we call it quits today. Hell All yeah. Right. On that note, I think that's a perfect way to end up the podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to check out House of Panda. We'll tag everything in the description below. And until next time, peace. Peace. Hey, peace. Thanks, Panda.